0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Early Years Conversation podcast. I am your takeover host, verinda Kaur Johal, and I'm joined by one of my dear friends, Gertrude Court, who I happen to have met on our PGC Teach training route back in 2014. So without further ado, welcome Gurpreet. and would you like to introduce yourself? Share a little bit with the viewers about your teaching history and what it is you do now.
1: Okay, so yeah, as Verinda said, um, that we met on our PGC course six years ago now, um, and I was teaching um, a couple of years after that, and at the moment, and then I took a break. And I'm still on a break. I'm a stay-at-home mom to two girls. One is going to be three and one's going to be one soon. So just really busy at home, just a little bit crazy. So, yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Gertz, so if you don't mind me asking, um, just before we get started, because I know we've got a lot to discuss and we were thinking, how are we going to fit everything in? And I do just want to say thank you to Kate Moxley and Kerry Payne for allowing me to discuss this with um different uh people and different colleagues and peers and that on the podcast uh, and the discussions. Um just can you just share a little bit as to why you actually left teaching GURPS
1: Um I left teaching because not because for the kids, I absolutely adore the kids that I taught through my PGC and the um, schools that I worked in after that, I um, absolutely loved them all. And it was, um, I think, the politics, I think the behind the scenes, uh, when, it come to, when it come to grading children, when it came to reports, when it came to... Um, I had a lot of disagreements with SLT and all sorts about how we should be teaching in a different way or a different style if we could put something else across Um, and it was just so much work and I was just overworked, I was stressed all the time, I had no life, I wasn't sleeping well um, and I was really pushed to my limits and I was like I really need a break um, because I'm just going to have some type of breakdown if I don't. Um, So I did. I took a break. I had to just step back and just detach myself from it all because it literally just consumed me for those many years. Um, So, yeah, so that's why at the moment I'm just enjoying um, just spending time with my girls at the moment and then seeing how it goes later on. Hopefully, maybe we go back. We go back to teaching. <laughs>
0: Hopefully, Girls. I do have to say, Gertrude, I think you do make a wonderful teacher. And um I know that I've seen how hard you work and obviously from our teacher training days into the NQT. Uh, uh, and I've seen you with your girls. It's very busy. Um, you know, God bless you, and I do hope you do come back because some children will be very lucky to have you as a teacher, GERPS, with all that you can offer them
1: i'm, new, I'm well, you, sweet
0: yeah thank, <laughs> thank you thank you it has been said right good so i know we want to discuss ineffective teacher training um and that's quite fitting what you've said obviously about taking the break from teaching because kate is actually holding holding the ey well-being week early years well-being week and discussing all sorts about mental health um teacher burnout so it 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 just goes to show that yes it does exist um you know we're not exaggerating and there's so many different teachers in different positions different situations up and down the country and it affects all of us in a different way um I mean and that's just the workload and then we come back home and we've got different jobs to do at home we've got different family members to look after and different responsibilities so I do hope hopefully we can make some positive steps in order to do something effective and something mindful and helpful about this to support teachers um but yeah so I thought actually let's just share a little bit about when we were at school what our experiences were then we can move on to obviously when we started teach training and teaching um obviously we're going to be discussing race we're going to be discussing faith we're going to be discussing discrimination and bullying um and I will mention that I did do a podcast previously I think it was in July with Liz Pemberton and um, the black nursery manager and Tansomar where we discussed our teaching experiences um you know the anti-racism movement education and supporting children and colleagues and all sorts and it's quite you know it's really I'm glad to be back where we can discuss this in a different direction and with yourself um so Curbs okay, so do you want to just share Why you wanted to go into teaching and what your education was like? Or should I go first?
1: You go first. Okay, right. (laughs) You can
0: go. I really wanted to go into teaching from ever since I was in primary school. Like I, I actually always wanted to be a teacher, and I've managed to fulfil that dream. It's a passion of mine. I love teaching. I love being in the school setting. I do, I, I just enjoy the whole job, the profession on the other hand and the workload and the pr- pressure and the conflict and, you know, discrimination and the mental health um, impact it has had and even the physical, um, you know, changes maybe that I've seen, like, that has been quite challenging so i'm currently supply teaching now which i absolutely love because then i get to teach from early years so from nursery all the way through to year 6 so i actually don't have a favorite year group i don't think i just love teaching all children from all different areas backgrounds going into different schools meeting with different teachers you know just being in and out the classroom seeing new things Meeting new children, um, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, my primary school um, education, that experience, and I know we were discussing before the podcast and we were saying we need to mention this. So, I did experience some racism. So, I am brown. Uh, I cover my head. I'm a practising Sikh. Um, Been in the religion since very young. Covered my head. Went to school. Wearing a vodka, um, some of you Get might want a head scarf, head covering, you know, I yeah. guess whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and so did my sisters. I think we were literally the only few. I was the only one in my year group. Um, then my younger sister was a year below me. She was the only one. Later in primary school, another girl joined Uh, even in my old sister's year, she was the only one. So, but from my experience, so we did experience some racism. And as I was saying to Gopri earlier, do you know what, I don't think, it was just like it was expected. Like we didn't actually share it with anyone. I don't think we even came, maybe we said to each other like, oh, so-and-so called us this or said this. But
1: Mm.
0: I knew like the teachers were not approachable and I knew nothing would happen. It was like sort of just expected. So I'm turning 30 at the end of the year. So this is going back, you know, two decades plus ago. Um, And I'm just thinking, I see this whole experience relived in different generations and I kind of question what has changed. And obviously my mother must have experienced it. and it's kind of we're in 2020 now sometimes it shocks me like we're actually having we're having to have this discussion and Mm -hmm. when you do have the discussion what is quite upsetting and somewhat annoying is when you hear comments such as oh they're holding the race card or they're playing the race card or no they didn't experience that um right I do want to say Or oh, they
1: took it the wrong way we didn't yeah mean they didn't like-
0: mean that no right what I yeah. would like to say in the most respectful and polite way I possibly can is if you have not experienced racism or you have not experienced that situation you cannot possibly comment on it and say to somebody it does not matter or it is okay or you must have taken it the wrong way or they didn't mean that because then you are not aware of it. You do not understand how that person feels, whether that is a child or an adult. Um, that's just something I think we'd like to clear up first of all. And I know there's, you know, the term naive. Some of you might be naive. Uh, some might just be ignorant. Um. I do feel we're going to have so many mini conversations so it's going to be hard to keep sort of on track but you know sometimes things need to be said um but yeah so if I couldn't approach teachers obviously when I was in primary school I mean even in secondary school I remember as I was in secondary school there was racism could not approach the teachers I rarely saw primary school when I was in upper key stage two year five or six I saw one black female teacher all my teachers were white. S.L.T. were white. Um, even though the school was quite diverse, there were children from a Pakistani background, children that were practicing the Islamic faith. I had some black friends. There were white children um, in secondary school. Again, it wasn't there wasn't many practicing Sikhs in my year group. I was the only one again that was practicing. There were some other South Asian girls and boys I think there were literally two black uh, children in that year group there was one boy who wore the star that is a turban for those of you who are unaware but again so secondary school all white teachers one black female science teacher in year nine who I absolutely loved do you know what everyone loved her she was you could just connect she could connect we could connect to her she could connect to us uh which was so nice to see um so again yeah primary school and secondary school race was not discussed if there was a racial incident it was not dealt with appropriately or in fact even dealt with um
1: and sometimes if it was dealt, it was just like oh just don't say this again okay it's not appropriate and that was basically there's no education behind why no. this person said it to you or anything like that and changing their mindset it was just like just don't say it again okay yeah all right it's fine it's that's it everything's fine now that's what it seemed like
0: yeah and it's not just I know we're primary school teachers so that's what we're going to be discussing I remember in uh, college actually I was just going to mention as well sociology I had the sociology teacher tries to tell me what my faith was and I said well actually it's or we do xyz or it's this and the faith is sicky and she said well no actually it is this and I said I think I know considering I am the one that follows the faith she turned around and said I think I know considering that i don't know what she whether she said i'm the teacher or whether i read the books and i'm thinking those books were probably written by someone who's not following the faith and even more so as a teacher do not be so rude and disrespectful if someone is telling you something off that faith this is like again see we're going off i didn't even plan to say this it literally just came to mind but um (laughs) oh my gosh i just it's so shocking how um some teachers are and like I was saying naive you know when I came into teaching I was so naive even as a child I was so naive I mean when you teachers are racist I'm not going to like you could tell teachers are racist even now as a teacher myself I have seen teachers that are racist I just I'm so you know shocked to say it. and some people turn around and say no they're not all say yes we know you get it everywhere um I just feel though in this profession you really need to change your mindset and think about why it is you're going into the profession what it is you want to if you're teaching the future generations you cannot hold certain views and attitudes that are racist prejudiced um, you discriminate you're homophobic uh there's all sorts there's just sometimes just when you speak about it don't you just feel good? It's like it's it's not shocking it's shocking but it's not because we've been exposed to it we've experienced it we know it exists but like you actually like you try yeah. to think how have we reached 2020 and we're still
1: and really changed
0: <laughs> yeah and we're still going <laughs> isn't it?
1: nothing's actually really changed um yeah. to be honest how we were talking about it i i have I'm I'm brown skinned also, and I used to wear a pattaqa a head a, a head covering, but now I wear a, a the star a turban. So I've changed that since I've been teaching actually. Um, I wore a, I wore both. So I wore a pattaqa and I wore a turban as well. I wear a turban now. And when I was growing up, um, I didn't experience a lot of racism. Surprisingly, I don't know, it's very strange. When I speak to a lot of other people, a lot of other um, Indians, they have actually experienced quite a lot. I haven't as much. And um, I remember one incident, really strange. So in primary school, I, I never wore a head covering then. I just had like a long plait or I had my own ponytail or whatever. Um, and um, and uh, I remember being in year five, I must have been in year five and I had um, a black friend of mine. who's really, he's really funny. He's really lovely. And um, anyway, so I was, um, he, I was, uh, I think I had a discussion or I had some type of argument or something with this, um, with this boy in our class. Um, he was white. And um, I was having an argument. I got, visibly, I got very upset and my, my black friend came up to me straight after he'd left and he goes are you all right are you all right Gibbs? I was like yeah yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm okay are you sure you're really upset what what did he say what he was saying? I was like no no I'm okay don't worry I'm fine and he goes was he racist and I can remember stopping and looking at him going what because is he racist? was he racist did he say something racist towards you because if he did I'm going you know I'm going to tell the teacher or you know this that and the other and I was like no, no, he didn't. And I didn't realise that 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 my peers were experiencing that because I wasn't. And I think when you were st- stepping out of your comfort zone, when you were saying stuff back, um, they were getting racial abuse. I was very just like, yeah, just chilled with everybody, with all my friends and everything else at school. So I don't whether I just didn't say something someone didn't like and I didn't experience it, I don't know but it, it just showed me then at that point like oh okay I didn't realize that was such an issue here because I wasn't going through it and even at school at secondary school that's when I started wearing my vodka uh, yeah. my head covering and um, I only had as far as I am aware I had one one racial incident Um, where it was one boy in my form class I I remember really clearly we're in science in our science lesson and um and I don't know why I think it was later on when I was in year seven so he'd know he he knew what I was like and everything else and he said to me in front of everyone the whole class uh, why have you got a rag on your head for and I got so upset (laughs) I was so crying I was so shocked that someone has spoken to me like that I was like I did not say anything to him or anything he was literally like why have you got a rag on your head for I was like what and I was in such shock I just started crying and I started getting really angry and I got really upset and one of the one of the guys in my class had a massive go at him and says how dare you say that to her like what's your problem and um and then because he said that to him a lot of other kids in the class started saying to him why do you say stuff like that four girlfriends never said anything to you you shouldn't be saying stuff like that and um he actually got upset and he started crying <laughs> and then he got in trouble anyway because the the teacher found out what happened and sent him out and spoke to me I don't know what he actually said to him um but he spoke to him outside um but that was my one big one and um so, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I was speaking to my husband about it, and he goes, Yeah, I got. Um, he goes, People are bored, aren't they, when they see someone different? Because he had the head covering. He wore a bar because he had long hair. He um, tied it up. And he goes, I got abused because I look different. Because yeah. it's what happens. It's what
0: happens, um, you know, when you look different, or people are unaware or uneducated yeah, about no, a that- certain race faith whatever you might be they feel is something alien to them Mm. um, I was just thinking like to have teachers that do not deal with incidents appropriately if a child feels that they cannot approach a teacher and discuss this first of all I mean like you said in primary school you must have experienced it and you were unaware of it so there was no Mm. education or no discussion as to what racism is and no something happens Mm -hmm. how to deal with it who to speak to where quite clearly it obviously does happen that's obviously something to look at and talk about um but you know it just shocks me like how do these people become teachers where they have these views and you know I've heard comments behind closed doors now this is as a teacher about certain parents certain children so adults Mm -hmm. can make comments about these seven ten-year-old children about how they dress what they must eat at home um, what they come in school looking like or you know their hair their parents what their parents look like their accent you know so we were saying um You know Mm. the comments about maybe black boys being misbehaving in class um you read the you were saying you read something earlier about um was it the teacher a black female who was uh, labeled as aggressive
1: Mm. no even just a teacher there was uh, one about um, a barrister who was being labeled as aggressive when she was trying to explain who she was and people thought she was a defendant at court And four times she got mistaken for that. And she was like, every time she had to explain to herself, every time she had to explain, say, no, I'm actually a barrister and I'm actually defending or prosecuting. Yeah.
0: So just to put that in context, a black female who's actually a barrister going to court Mm -hmm. to represent someone has been stopped four times being confused as a defendant. So we obviously know there's an issue there. Um,
1: And being called aggressive when she was actually trying to explain what was happening
0: at the same time it's very it's very tiring it's very consuming but what we do need to do is have these discussions that yes there might mm. be awkward and there might be upsetting and there might be emotional but we need to have them it's not just we need to have them we need you to listen that's everyone um to listen and to actually take something forward to support us Well, GURPS, obviously, so we wanted us to to discuss uh, ineffective teacher training. um, Obviously, we've looked at how racial incidents weren't really dealt with. I mean, I've seen it today, so I don't want anyone to turn around and say, well, if that was 20 years ago, there's still no justification for it, whether it was 20 years ago, 50 years ago, or whether it's today. I mean hopefully we're going to do a couple more episodes obviously about this and you know we'll touch on different things but I feel in some schools that I've been to and I've been to a mix of schools there's not a sort of policy like we read policies about bullying the behavior policy the reward system you know the safeguarding policy xyz but like racial instance is not that's not listed and the consequences no, no. Of to deal with it, I feel that it's somewhat it's neglected actually yeah that is the word it is neglected mm, yeah. um, it's not dealt with effectively or appropriately and then it's kind of well how has this where has this stemmed from so mm. like looking at our teach training that was back in 2014 pgc route in the west midlands general primary I mean we had no discussion on anti-racism there was a very brief lecture I think 45 minutes just a quick overview of the faiths and RE and you know literally one one session which I remember where we've got a peer who must be 21 plus, made a comment, a young white girl, I don't want to learn about this anyway. I don't I don't care, why do we have to learn about it? Well, you have to learn about it because you're going to go into schools where you will encounter different colleagues from different backgrounds. You will teach children that practice different faiths they might have come from a different mm-hmm. culture have a different language there's so much to take on board and even if you don't you still need to educate mm-hmm. children about other cultures because we're going to you know we're teaching the generation we're not just teaching maths and english and science and looking at experiments and how to read and write and count we're teaching and educating and empowering well hopefully future generations that are going to integrate in society so that's why we need to look at it and it was very poorly done so anyway but the whole content of the teacher training we need a module whether that's you know some reading materials we need discussions even if it was a discussion about anti-racism like there was nothing to support you know teachers that encounter racial incidents because they do from colleagues, Mm -hmm. from SLT, I've experienced it, and I will share that, Um, but also, you know, right, how can we break this, you know, how can we break this, um, I don't know what you want to call it, how can we do something to, you know, make positive steps, you know, to sort of end racism? We're saying end racism, we see the football protest. I mean, recently, most recently, obviously this year, we've seen the Black Lives Matter protest, I remember some years ago there was a football campaign to end racism. I don't yeah. see something so consistent and constant in education where you think it would be most ideal. So the teacher training group, mm-hmm. I am, I think definitely we need to obviously bring some anti-racism discussion, some literature, you know, real life experiences, share that, and obviously in our teacher training group, all of our lecturers were white someone might say "Um, well obviously maybe people of colour have not applied for that job that is not always the case because um, as a brown person where I've applied for a job or you know sometimes there are those judgments there's that discrimination that you do have to be mindful of but also okay get in visiting lecturers get in consultants like you have Liz Mm -hmm. who's doing some great work obviously with Early years consultancy. It's not even just for early years, it's like parents, it's educators, anyone who is involved with children, childminders, you have social workers that need this training. Get someone in who can discuss it because we had to actually retake, we had to do a couple of um, recordings of this podcast because we kept messing up. But I think, did we say, GURPS? um, I think we mentioned one of our previous ones. If Oh, did I mention it before? If you have not experienced it, you cannot discuss it, you cannot say it, so therefore mm-hmm. the lecturers, because they haven't experienced it, like whoever designs this t- training programme, they might not consider it to be important. Do you know what I mean? It's like we discuss the national curriculum. Mm-hmm. It's not on there, so obviously we give this framework. There's nothing there stating about anti-racism, or if it does, it's not, it's not considered important or valued. So if it's not well, on there...
1: Or oh, it's not designed for, us not designed
0: for, for people for brown people. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um so obviously we're not going to cater towards it, are we? So in universities, whether that's the B edge route, the skip program, teacher training program, I mean even online. I saw this post like, Oh, become a qualified teacher like in seventeen hours online. Like, how is that even possible? That's- yeah, so um, I think it definitely needs to be a key subject, key area, or somewhere like on the program. It needs to actually fit in, it needs to be discussed, it needs to be mentioned, it needs
1: to be discussed, it needs to be said. You need to be honest with yourself because that's the only way you can go forward and you can change. So if you know, we do have this discussion, and especially with teacher training, there should be, should be sessions or small group sessions or something put in place where we can sit and discuss and say, yes, I have said this or I have been through this. So what do we do to combat it? Like, okay, so you've said in particular, you know, Paki, like, I've actually been called a Paki once or twice um, when I've been walking around it's told. It's due to total ignorance. So when it's you have to. Whereas other people think that's normal and it's okay.
0: It's was that okay. By a parent, sorry. Cool. Sorry. Was that by a parent?
1: Uh yeah no that's by adult. Of <laughs> course not even by a child. No but what by know, but
0: What do you mean when you was working? Yeah.
1: So when I was actually working, actually I was racial
0: slur, just
1: the p word no I was actually walking so yeah I was walking I was um I was was working with young people and getting them back into education for a for a while before I came into teaching yeah and I remember going into some what I was told a racist area yeah um and I was walking around a lot on foot and using public transport to get to all these young people and I remember being in this area and I was just walking by, just hardly anyone on the streets. One white person walked past and I was like, oh, are you packing? Like, this yeah, is no,
0: like, what? We're not using the racial slur. Just say the P word.
1: Oh, are we not saying that?
0: No, no. But well,
1: can we've we... said that before No.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think you heard me.
1: Oh, I don't think I do no I don't but, got apologies for that.
0: but this is the thing is that obviously we do experience it this is the thing we hear um you know like as you said raghead the p word the curry muncher do you just eat curry at home oh your mum's yeah. you know we, we could list literally everything we everything have
1: heard.
0: heard. Young kid, Tuesday, you know when I was in um I was walking to the bus stop I remember Two white boys, I don't even know how old so they were. I was in me. This is when I was back in university. Not that this was for my um BA, my undergrad, threw a bottle out of the window, threw it so hard that it hit my mm-hmm. back and it actually hurt. Those, men,
1: those are boys, no, no. men,
0: boys, males throwing a bottle at a girl like who's and I'm I no one says I look my age, I must have looked like what, eighteen or something. Just because I'm brown and I cover my head like through a bottle full speed I remember right at my back
1: that's awful that is but it's just you know what it's become so normalized it has like we were talking it's become it so normalized and it's just you like
0: I was I remember,
1: yeah I remember speaking to my mom about it and I'd be like oh mom you know someone said this to me someone said this. and she's also it was just like but well, did you tell the teacher? Did you speak to someone about it? Or oh, so I thought, like, yeah, mom. But what's going to happen? Nothing's going to change. Exactly. I'm I was like, That's fine. Yeah, I told the teacher. But then, yeah, what's what are they going to do? They're not going to change their mindset. I'm still going to be called all sorts by somebody else if it wasn't by him. Do you know what and I mean? So he actually did that.
0: But how? Was yeah. Because now, because we're adults, like so you've obviously got kids, and we'll touch on this, like how you, you know what you hope for when your children go into education like we're looking back now oh my gosh I wish wish my teacher did something oh my gosh like you know oh my god like we could speak for hours I don't want to take up too long mm-hmm. I think we and wrap this one up quickly um and then we'll see for the next podcast so we'll try and discuss more but so we've been through we're not the only ones obviously there's other t- you know who are now adults think about it that have been through education experience racism where their teachers won't do anything so then they don't go to them the next time it happens. And mm-hmm. well, do you know what, Gertz? Let's finish off here. But I'm just going to mention what we shared the other day. Remember the 12 year old, not even 12 year old, was he 11 from Manchester?
1: Yeah, 11. Yeah. This was
0: 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was racially abused, young Sikh boy from Manchester. He wore a botocard, top knot, um, head covering, you know, if you can picture that racially abused, he wrote a poem, Uh, it was Monday they pulled my hair, you know, Tuesday I had bruises, something Wednesday I told the teacher, she did nothing, Thursday they took my money, you know, Friday it didn't stop, something, on the weekend this young boy actually hung himself because he was racially bullied and it was not dealt with in school and he's not the only one. It's very hard to hear, it's very hard to experience, very hard to deal with, but what it is, we need to actually move forward, we need to come together we need to discuss, we need to listen to others. When I say we, I mean everybody. Um, and if you think race is not a problem, we don't need anti-racism, on the teacher training, we don't need anti-racism training in school, we don't need these discussions, then unfortunately you are part of that problem because when you think you don't see colour, yes, you might mean you don't see colour as in you are not racist, but you need to see the colour in order to actually, this child might experience this, this parent might experience this. And I don't mean whole judgment. I mean, when they come to you and say that they are experience something, yes, you cannot empathise, but you need to try and sympathise would you say so, Gerbs?
1: Mm, I think it starts with you. You need to make a change. I will need to make more of a change. You, Verinda, need to make a change. And so does everybody else. I says, especially with this BLM movement, it really has catapulted anti-racism um, out there now um, when it comes to education, when it comes to work training, when it comes to literally every aspect of our lives. Say so we just so have not realised how ingrained this is in society. So it's a massive wake up call for everybody, but for a big change to happen now.
0: And it's very much needed. It was needed many, many years ago. Um, but hopefully we can all just work together, pull together and make some positive changes. But, Geoffrey, thank you so much for joining me. Um, We're going to come back because, do you know what? I really do hope that this actually reaches some people. Uh, I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea. And, you know, I just, even if they think, oh, okay, to be more mindful to that child that tells me that they've encountered a racial issue, bullying incident or abuse or you know whatever it is maybe to go into the schools to share it you know to ask other teachers colleagues to open up or you know discuss something what can we do look at the bullying policy have you got something about race racism in there or how are you supporting your children how are you supporting your members of staff connecting communities um, but we're going to come back. We're going to discuss more about ineffective teacher training, um, ineffective education of faith and ineffective education, just generally the system and how systematic racism has infiltrated these areas of learning, areas of training and delivering. So thank you so much, Gerps, for
1: that. Thank you for having me.
0: I can't wait for the next one.
1: Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Bye. Okay, bye.